What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. From KDWN 101.5 in Las Vegas, host of the Mark Hoke Show. He's going to give us a big pop. Mark Hoke is here. How you doing, Mark? I'm okay. Guys, I, I know you were talking about the press conference last night. And yes. if you didn't see it, there was a world champ that kind of said some bad things to me. I got friends, man. I got oh, my hacksaw Jim Duggan autograph two by four that I'm going to bounce off his head if he says that to me the next time I see him. Let's go. Type. I didn't know. There was a third. I didn't know there was a third type of diabetes, but apparently MJF has unlocked it. No, and you know, here's a, the. You know, it's funny. Sorry, I'm adjusting there. But the funny part is, is that you know, I had blood sugar problems a long time ago, and that went. That's gone now. Blood pressure. If you'd have gone there, yeah, you got me. Fat. Yeah, I'm a little chunky, but I actually lost 14 pounds last month so you know, max yeah. he, he better be ready i wrestled in high school you know I, I i i know how to do a headlock takeover so <laughs> you can take him mark you can take him i got oh jesus no he'd kill me <laughs> <laughs> he'd kill me so can you, you beat up mark. joel pearl mark um, can you beat up joel why would i beat joel pearl up why wouldn't you you know and, and by the way your pop thing i'm like right in the middle with you guys i like I like to get the pop, but I also savor the satisfaction of the of the soda. You know what I mean? You you, you kind of go in the middle. And, and Jeremy, I hope I hope you take care, better care of your wife on that. You know, with trying to get that pop and get out, then uh, you know, enjoy the time a little bit, man. I take I take very a lot of a lot of storytelling. Uh, <laughs> what is what is happening to this? The it's because i've been i guys this has been an amazing weekend and it was so crazy here in las vegas and uh, dude i'm running on fumes i i'm not gonna lie i mean between you know we you know i had saray on the show last week and then it just went from there i've been working the whole time and then we did jared on friday morning i edited that interview for three hours and then worked at the station and then we had Night of Champions. We had, I mean, I had to, it's been nuts. Absolutely nuts. So, yeah, you're getting Mark Hope with about four hours sleep. Congrats. Good work. We're all That's on cool. four hours sleep yeah. here. So, all right, let, let me ask, what was the crowd like last night? Because on television, didn't always come across the best. Uh, our pal who, who works at Fightful, um, Righteous Reg, said crowd was hot pretty much all night. Uh, but again, didn't come across on television. You were there. You were in the arena. What was the crowd like? I I thought the crowd was pretty good overall. I there there were a couple moments that it was a little yeah. I think we everybody kind of got caught off guard at the end of the Jericho Cole match, just because I think we didn't know what happened. You know, I mean, it, all it was was Cole was pounding on and pounding on. And all of a sudden, the match got stopped, and everybody was kind of like, huh? So I think that was. That was kind of rough. And the Jamie Hayter match, I think, kind of slowed everybody down a little bit too, because we, you know, we were expecting Jamie to come out and you know get the you know get her big pop and everything, and it didn't really happen. So, you know, we're watching him just get beat up and all of a sudden she loses the title. 
So that was something I don't think anybody was really expecting. So those were kind of some of the slow moments that I remember from last night. But generally through the night, everybody was having a blast. And, you know, it was an exciting atmosphere in a T-Mobile last night. It really was. Coming out of uh, or going, going into the show, I should say, other than Arnicky in the arena and the Pillars four-way, was there a match that a lot of people were kind of talking about, getting excited about that you uh, overheard? Uh the Adam Cole match, I think everybody was pretty excited to see Adam Cole and Chris Jericho go. Uh, that was one that I think people were anticipating pretty well. Um, let me let me just run it down here real quick. Uh, you know, I was pretty excited about the trios match because, you know, the hints and everything that I saw, I knew that uh, the acclaimed were going to be coming out. So that was going to get pretty crazy. Uh, and other ones they were really talking about. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'd say those were kind of the the big ones, to be very frank. But there were a lot of matches last night that I think I really, to me, were shockingly good. Uh, you know, I, I got on Bleacher Report this while you guys were talking and looked at the reviews there, and I said to myself, wow, what were those guys watching? Because, you know, generally, I everybody came out of there thinking, man, this was a great, great card last night, so. I think the, the way it closed helped. I mean, for the people watching at home, again, the audience, I don't know if it was miking issue, whatever it was, but after really starting with Jericho and Cole, kind of a dead period until the Statlander came, uh, came out and won the, the TBS title, and that was a big pop. But let's go to, to Anarchy in the arena. Of course, they, they're fighting all over the arena. What is the live experience with that? And then, look, we got to address this. This band. This band that was live playing Wild Thing. Did that ML, MLW underground artists, Violent Idols, Jeremy Lambert. If oh. you if you say so. If you say so, Joel. What what was the how did that sound live? Because I gotta say, on television, didn't sound good. Live, everybody was going nuts. It actually sounded really good in the arena. Uh, people were you know, when they when they kept repeating the song the pop everybody was just popping for that they were absolutely loving it so yeah yeah the, the match like the anarchy in the anarchy in the arena uh you know last year too i was actually sitting up a lot higher last year so i could really see everything that was happening as opposed to this year it was a little bit lower so i couldn't quite catch everything that was going on so you know i was watching the monitors but uh, you know the the light being at home is probably a little bit better for a match like that because you're getting the camera switches and you're seeing everything close up. Like, obviously, we're in the arena. We can't, other than looking at a monitor, we can't see what's going on in the concession stand. You know, so so that it, that you kind of lose that impact in there. Um, and depending where you're sitting, you you, you can't, can't see. We couldn't see, like, Kenny Omega from where I was and, and Moxley getting dropped on the barbed wire we had to rely on the monitors for that so that that match is a little tricky live but but still the the atmosphere in there was just everybody's just oohing and on and cringing and and you know it's it was a lot of fun it really was was there any burnout throughout the night i know you said the crowd was hot for most of it but was there like a real a real low point at all no honestly like i said the jamie hater match was the one that everybody kind of slowed down but it was, it was a hot night in there. It really was. I think we all, like I said, you know, I was sitting with a lot of the media people and, you know, we all kind of walked out of there saying, man, that was a 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. An unbelievable night, and everybody was having a blast. So I, I haven't seen the broadcast yet, obviously, but you know maybe it's going to come off a different way. But yeah, T-Mobile's a very loud arena, too. They've got that set up pretty well. Uh, acoustically, uh, you know, I was in there for Money in the Bank, and uh, way back when, when Dean Ambrose won the championship, and that place just gets electric. And you know, it was it was a, a pretty fun night in there. I think everybody had a blast. I want to talk about the press conference and not okay. Let's MJF. talk about that press conference, shall we? Not, not fully MJF. Think... Was that question. Joel? Great question. No comments. Yeah. <laughs> like. You've you've done a few of these press conferences, right? With AW. Actually, that was my first scrum, believe it or not. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I know if you're part of the the one last year. All right. So, what is your mentality when it comes to these press conferences? Because some people are in K. Oh, you got Jeremy on a lot. Guys, for my terrible internet. There we go. We're back. That's okay. all right. All right. Uh, so, it's a good pose. You look great. Uh, what is what is your mindset with this because um some people are doing kayfabe tony storm was just gonna you know be tony storm and be outcast tony storm and then mjf is obviously gonna be mjf tony or tony khan will answer some questions won't answer other questions like when you go into this press conference what is your mentality when it comes to asking questions when you're talking to the performers you really other than you know, like like I asked Orange Cassidy about how you know he's improved over the the past few years and and you know what he thinks his key to successes are and you can kind of get a question like that but for the most part with the performers you kind of have to keep it kayfabe which you know I, I've found since I've been doing this um, it's really difficult to interview wrestlers sometimes because you're you're going back and forth between talking about a fictional character and then talking about the person too. So when you're, when you're dealing with a, the, a media scrum like that, you have to kind of stay focused on the story and getting into, you know, I, I, I can't ask Tony storm about, you know, tell me about your personal life in, in a, in an AEW media scrum, you know, it's not going to work. So you, when it comes to the performance for the most part, you can do that. Like with Chris Statlander, people are asking questions about her rehab and everything. So there's kind of a a little bit of a line that you have to maintain when you're doing that and realize you're talking about the event. So you're talking about, I mean, you know, you know, it's fiction, you know, so you're talking about a fictional event that that took place. So you kind of have to watch what you're watch what you're asking in there. And then as for Tony, um, that's interesting because there you can get into the reality of things but you know i i don't want to criticize anybody that was in there too much but you know i i got bugged about the same thing why don't you ask about cm punk it's like you know he's not going to answer the question about cm punk you know so why even bother why waste the time um i i never like asking questions that you're you know the answer is going to be yeah just to get a no comment i it, that just bores me to death but I, I did think there were some kind of weird questions last night. Uh, but, you know, 
I, I guess I've been doing journalism for a very long time. I've been writing, you know, wrote for newspapers and stuff from back in the 90s. So I have more of a journalistic background than maybe some other people do in that room. So I've got a little more understanding of where you can go, what you can do, and how you ask a question. So it's it, it's tough. It, it really is. And I know a lot of people were were banging on Tony and banging on some of the reporters. But you know, you're it, it's not easy to ask some of those questions when you're in that room. It's 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 a difficult spot. I call it the uh, the kayfabe vortex. <laughs> it, that's a pretty fair assessment, but I, you know, yeah. but but a lot of people were trying to get information about collision last night, and um, you know, and, and there were some good questions. But you know, like I was going to ask you know, about um, you know what he's expecting to do with it, but then somebody started talking, and he wouldn't give any answers. So I was like, yeah, forget it. It's all good. Just do your thing, Tony. Just as clarification, was this your first uh, wrestling media scrum? Like, had you done a WWE one before? No, I, you know, we've been doing the show for about a year and a half now. Okay. So um, I didn't get to go to the WrestleMania one. I was at WrestleMania, but I didn't get to go to the press conference. Um, I did do the, um, where they had everybody coming out for Raw, the Raw Superstars before WrestleMania. So I did get to do some interviews there, but I didn't get to go to the press conference afterward uh, this last year. But yeah, so this is my first one. I, I and yeah, I got I got popped by MJF. Ouch. He's not gentle. No, he's not. I, so then I guess my follow up to that is like you mentioned, you know, you, you've been around the journalism game for a little bit longer than some of the people in the room. How are you approaching your comments or your questions differently than someone who may be a little bit newer? This is and this isn't me trying to get you to take a shot at anyone. This is more for anyone who maybe is is more um, questioning the, the the questioning styles of people mm -hmm. who are in that room. Well, I think one, you got to take your time and think about what you're going to say. Uh, it's, it's not, it, it's easy to just get something in your head and then you know, blurt it out. But, you know, the first thing is organize your thought before you, uh, before you say something and then, and try to keep things somewhat open-ended to a point so that somebody can expand on something. You don't want, you don't want to say something like, well, you know, Jeremy, um, you're going to get a haircut today. You know, I, th I, I think you're going to go get this style. It's going to look really good on you. What do you think? And then you're going to say, eh, no, I'm pretty happy the way it is, you know, and, and get it cut off. You got to give chance. Are you people trying, to, chance are you to, trying to tell me I need a haircut? What? what? Are you trying to tell me I need a haircut, Mark? No, I think uh, you're a sexy man, buddy. We all know this. Come on. I'm, I'm married, not... Mark. I'm married. <laughs> my, wife, my wife is texting me, asking me if you would drag a comb across your head, Jeremy. So you know, no, 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 no. That's his style, man. It is. You know, it is. With the style. See, I used to, I I used slept, to, Joel. I used to, be able to do that too. That's what I said. I said, everyone's tired. We're just coming yeah. to work where we are. This is my disheveled. But, this is my day after AEW pay-per-view look. Oh, uh, dude. I, yeah, I, this, well, this weekend, this was unreal. I, it, it, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see if AEW makes any adjustments to their schedule uh, next year, because in, to be very frank, I thought it was kind of crappy at WWE to try to muscle in on Memorial Day weekend, because to be very honest, I think that it made this weekend hard for wrestling fans to you know put us in a spot where we had to pick and choose. And, you know, being here in Las Vegas, there's, oh my God, there must've been 14 indie cards going on. You've got you got double or nothing, and now we've got two WWE events that we've got to 
keep an eye on too. I think I watched Night of Champions at nine o'clock on Saturday night. I didn't enjoy that. That wasn't that was not fun. I I would have preferred to have been able to see it on another weekend. So I'm I'll be curious to see if Tony makes any adjustments to what he's doing here. But you know, I they really should have left that weekend alone. I mean, I'll, I'll push back a little bit with uh, the the talk of running Vegas on Memorial Day weekend. We had Andreas Hale on the show last week, and in our preview, he was of the mindset that running Memorial Day weekend in Las Vegas is almost detrimental to wrestling fans because of the cost of everything going out to Las Vegas. Shop around, guys. That I'll say that okay. if if you. If you go down to the strip, and and it, it's a problem I think that we're having here just in general, that the costs of things on the Las Vegas Strip are going up, and they are getting away with charging some ridiculous prices at times. Like the, the Formula One race that's coming here in November, they're charging two thousand dollars and stuff for rooms. It's ridiculous. Like if you have the a view, because if you don't know, the race is going to be run on the Strip, and behind it. And if you have, they made some agreement with F1 that if you a room faces where the track is going to be running, they're jacking the price up on those rooms. And they're doing this kind of stuff all the time. It's not like it was back when I was younger where, you know, you come out and get a, a $4.99 buffet in a $20 room and off you go. It's, it's a way different dance here now. So I would tell everybody that if you're coming out for events here, there's a lot of great hotels off the strip. Um, you know, Fremont Street, but all around the city that you can take advantage of. Because if you go to the Venetian, the Bellagio, you're going to get hit pretty hard. It's, you know, it, but, but coming here for Memorial Day weekend, one of the great advantages of it is there's so much going on and we can handle it here. So, you know, there's, there's pluses and minuses to it. And I get what you're saying. I just realize that, I mean, pretty much anywhere you go, you're going to get hit Memorial Day pricing, but, you know, Shop around or you know, drop me a line at Mark Hoke Show you know, on Twitter and I'll be happy to help out. And by the Mark way, I Uber your, too. Mark will be your travel agent if you're going to Vegas. So get the discount on, on hotels and whatnot. What was the vibe like for the, the Pillars match? Because the build was, for a lot of people, a, l- a little off. But then once the match started, everyone seemed into it. And by the end of it, everyone was definitely into it. But what were your thoughts, first off, on, on the match and the finish and everything? And then the overall crowd reaction uh, to the match. Well, I'll tell a fast story before I give my match reaction. Um, I do a lot of work with Future Stars of Wrestling here, which is the top indie promotion in town. And just so happened, I popped over there Saturday morning the guys that were in that match actually went over and used the FSW facility on Friday night to put that match together. They, uh, I think MJF and Darby got there around eight. And then I think it was, I think Sammy got there about eight 45 and jungle boy got there like right after that. They were there until two in the morning working on that match. So they were there for six hours putting that thing together. And I thought it showed. They, Everybody was really enjoying that match. There were some cool moments. It was, it, And I was a little torn on a few points in there because I'm one of those people that hates those coordinated spots that you can just tell it and that, you know, we're, you know, I'm doing the punch here and then you do the punch there and you kind of go in the circle and 
all that kind of crazy stuff. Those kind of things, I'm there, you know, or one person's jumping on five guys. Those have never been my kind of thing in a match. So that threw me off a little bit, but people were absolutely enjoying. It. I mean, they were laughing at po the points they were supposed to. I mean, those guys did a great job throwing it together, and and everybody got a kick out of it, and and was they were pretty heavily into it. It was like I said, the whole night people were just enjoying the show, and you know, they said the main event was just um, you know it was pretty phenomenal. And when you think about how they put that thing together and made it flow and, and it could have been so chaotic. I was very impressed with what they did. And I think a lot of people were too. Final thoughts from uh double or nothing and the overall live experience from you, Mark, whether it be the show in general, press conference, just everything that went into last night. I thought overall it was a great night. Uh, you know, I, I, I see where people could have some, bones to pick with it especially if you're seeing on tv but at the arena everyone enjoyed it uh chris statlander coming out was to me the biggest moment of the night and it's going to be very interesting to see where that goes uh you know does jade move on or and and she starts maybe challenging for the world championship or do they let her and chris fight it out for a while but she was incredibly humbled at the press conference that she had gotten that chance and that she was back in the ring after all that. Um, but otherwise, man, I'll tell you, there's going to be some fun storylines coming out of this. And I, th I think people are going to enjoy EW programming coming up as we move forward, uh, coming out of double or nothing. I, you know, it was just a great show. And uh, I, and I, I would encourage everybody, if you can get out here for this, you'll have a, a wonderful time. It, you know, Vegas, you know, we know what we're doing out here and, yeah, T-Mobile is a terrific arena to watch a watch a wrestling event. Here's the big question. Yeah, who is going to be the first wrestling company to run the Sphere? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question. For those that don't know what the Sphere is, Tony uh, Khan certainly didn't. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, it's funny because I drive, I I do Uber as well, and I've seen that thing get built from moment one. It, it's a giant basically a giant ball that, and that's my daughter back there, by the way. Hi, Amanda, we're live on TV. You want to say hi to everybody? I'm busy. Yeah, there we go. Uh, <laughs> no, no interest in that. Unbelievable. Uh, but, uh, but it's, 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 owned by, it's owned by Madison square garden and it's going to be a giant amphitheater event center. I swear to God, it looks like a death star. It will be a prop in a movie at some point. Some monster is going to grab it, go bowling for casinos or something like that. Yeah, exactly. But it's that would be an unbelievable venue, and uh, you know, especially they, there's cameras all around the outside of it. So it's got LED lighting that they're going to be able to put whatever they want on it. Um, amazing thing, and I don't know how they fit it where they did. It's right behind uh, the Venetian, so it's it's kind of hooked into where the convention center is. But a wrestling event in that facility, God, you know, it's funny that I hadn't even thought of that. But, ooh, Joel, you're on it on that. Um, if I was picking who would probably do it, I would imagine, you know, I, I think AEW would probably go in there first. I'm a little, I'm, a, I'm, I'm here, I've heard things about WWE not being super happy about SummerSlam when it was out here. But, you know, who knows? That's, that, that is kind of a WWE thing, though, isn't it? To, 
roll into some place like that. So yeah, we'll see. I was also just thinking, I, I forgot that Madison Square Garden has ownership on this. Well, first of yeah. all, Madison Sphere Garden is what they should call it. But also the idea that MSG, who is a WWE like partner, would probably want WWE to try and run that space if it's if it's feasible. Because I think it, they said it's like 20,000 standing. So once you add seats, it's probably about 17. Is that like, is that good enough? Or what kind of show can you run there? Um, yeah, it's, uh, I'm sorry. I'm trying not to die laughing because Amanda, I'm live on a broadcast. I want my cat. She wants her cat. I get it. Oh, it's Memorial Day weekend, guys. What can I say? <laughs> um, but I, I, I think it's very feasible. I think it's very feasible to run in there. And I could only imagine what WWE would do, you know, especially with, with the way it is on the outside too, with the lighting and so on, man, that would be, that would be a lot of fun to, to see a WWE show in there. And yeah, I, I think it would be very feasible to, to have a WWE show in there for sure. So good, good question, Joel. Got to see it. I saw I I give you I, you have one point ahead of Jeremy at this point. Nice job. Oh, that's fine. Joel's much better at hosting this and, and doing all this than I am. I'm I'm tired. Tired, Mark. I would just answer a great question. Can't comment. Just great, great question, Joel. I don't know what the sphere is. Can't really comment on that. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, but take a look at it. Um, if you go online and search it, it's it's one of the most amazing facilities I think I've ever seen built. Yeah. And you know, it, it ended up the project ended up being about two point two billion dollars. To finish that thing off, Jeez. yeah, two point with a B, not an M, a B. <laughs> and uh, you know, and you two, I believe, is going to be opening it, uh, scheduled for September, if I remember right. That's when they're trying to get get in there to get it rolling. But yeah, that that would be an amazing place for a, a wrestling event for sure. UFC is going to run that thing first, and then we'll see how it rolls from there. It probably it will. Wrestling. Yeah, I think UFC is probably going to run it first. Yeah. Mark, thank you for joining us this morning. I know it's early. I know you had a late night as well, so we really appreciate you stopping by on this show. Let everybody know where they can find you at. Well, just key on Mark Hoke show. That's the easiest way to do it. Um, if you haven't heard the show, uh, we are on uh, KDON 101.5 FM Las Vegas uh, 8 to 10 on uh, Sunday mornings. And then the podcasts uh, go up on markhokeshow.podbean.com. And they're on all your favorite podcast outlets. Uh, Twitter is Mark Hoke Show. Facebook is The Mark Hoke Show. Website is markhokeshow.com. You kind of get the point. So, um, but we've been, we've been uh, growing by leaps and bounds. It has been an amazing journey in this um, you know, we're going to be getting video cameras installed in the Kdon studios soon, which is pretty exciting for that. So hopefully we'll be simulcasting uh, in a little bit. And uh, we've also got the YouTube channel, too, where we're chopping up the show and putting all the segments up there and everything. That's the Mark Hoke show. So, you know, please follow us. And there's a pretty good episode on there with a, a certain guy that's on the screen right now. And Joel, it's not you. Oh, no, don't don't watch the or listen to the episode with me. That's, yeah, you're uh, awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. We'll I try to be on, more man. professional. Oh, thanks. I try to be more professional when I do radio spots. As you saw from our previous conversation before you on, I'm not professional on this show at all. I'm screaming about pops and, and soda and things like that. So oh, that's okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get Joel on too sometime. And uh, don't do that. Well, why? Do that. I get it. I get it. Yeah. 
but I'd love to try. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. Well, hey, guys, but but thank you for letting me come on the show. I do appreciate it. And to everybody out there listening, I hope you'll check us out. We would certainly appreciate that. You know, myself, David Difference, and Brian Ronovich from LasVegasWrestlingScene.com would love to have you be part of the Mark Oak Show family. And Joel and Jeremy, thank you so much for uh, inviting me on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. We, we appreciate it. Go beat up MJF. Go find him. I'm sure he might still be out there in Vegas. Go go find him with that two by four and take it upside his head. Wait, you mean, uh, you mean this yeah. one? Just, yeah. Yeah. Go get him. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's got a hurt arm, I think. So just smash it onto his arm. Make it really broken. Yeah. Once my once I get done with the carpal tunnel syndrome, because that blew my Twitter <laughs> up, by the way. I mean, holy cow. So, you know, it's, but, and, and real quick on that, it's funny because people were saying, oh my God, he's going to be so depressed and so sad. And I'm like, let's see, we got a hundred thousand views on one tweet that I, one tweet that I saw, you know, 80, 85,000 for the scrum. I'm like, yeah, um, I couldn't have done much better than that. So awesome. <laughs> Successful weekend had for all. <laughs> yes, right. Absolutely. Ask MJF a question, let him roast you a little bit and then, you know, ratings. Yeah views yeah. whatever it might be how it goes go. all right thank you mark get some rest thank you again for joining us everyone go check out the mark hoax show 